0: In the name of the loving, life-giving, and liberating God, who is Blessed Trinity, amen. You may be seated. Our lectionary has two tracks in it, and so there are some different readings that we could read each Sunday. And this is a lesson to me that clergy conference is not an excuse not to look at the bulletin. <laughs> so... This morning, we heard from the beginning of the book of Ruth. We hear stories from Ruth and Esther, the only two books in the Bible named for women, only in year B in our lectionary cycle. And I want you to know how important these stories are, how much they meant to me as a girl growing up in church, and how I wish they appeared in our lectionary more than once every three years. The book of Ruth is actually very appropriate for this Sunday when Jesus reminds us of the two greatest commandments to love God and to love our neighbor. These commands are rooted in Jewish tradition. Jesus is quoting from the Shema found in Deuteronomy 6, which is the reading you have in your bulletin. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. And from Leviticus 19, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We are so used to hearing Jesus' teachings uh, and the, the religious leaders in opposition to Jesus that we assume Jesus' teachings were always radically different from their own. But Jesus was Jewish. This teaching would not have been unfamiliar to them. And in fact, we see one of the scribes agreeing wholeheartedly with Jesus today. Even more so, the scribe had sought out Jesus because of how he had responded to the Sadducees. There were Jews who were hoping to hear the answer that Jesus gives. And that should not surprise us if we really take the time to get to know the Old Testament. Ruth is a book where we see the love of God and love of neighbor played out exactly as it should be, because Ruth, although outwardly seeming a simplistic and idyllic tale, is actually telling quite the story of radical love and acceptance of all. You see, you may have heard of Ruth in another context, in Jesus's own genealogy because she was David's great-grandmother, one of four women named in Jesus's genealogy in Matthew. Not only that, but Ruth was a Moabite, one of Israel's historic enemies. Ruth, a foreign woman, was grandmother, great-grandmother to King David. And at the time that Ruth was written down, that was quite a big deal. The Israelites who returned from exile were divided between exclusive and inclusive practices. The wider of Ruth sought to push the Israelites back towards inclusivity by showing how David's own lineage boasted Ruth, the Moabite, who out of love for her neighbor, for Naomi, came to live in covenant faithfulness. The Hebrew word for this is hesed and hesed is important it is often used to describe god particularly god's covenantal love which encompasses faithfulness graciousness kindness and mercy towards his covenant people in ruth it is used to character- characterize ruth and naomi's other daughter-in-law orpah before they ever set foot in Israel. Naomi says to them in verse eight, "'May God deal kindly to you,' that's the word said, "'as you have dealt with the dead, their husbands, and me.'" Ruth and Orpah have shown covenantal love from the beginning, so we should hear that God's love appears in places where we might not expect to find it. Ruth also continues to show love and faithfulness to Naomi throughout the book of Ruth. Ruth's character is laid bare with her speech at the end of our reading today. Do not press me to leave you or turn back from following you. Wherever you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me, and more as well, if even death parts me from you." Ruth no longer had any reason to stay with Naomi. Her husband, Naomi's son, had died. Naomi had no more sons to promise her. But Ruth did not want to leave Naomi alone. She loved Naomi, and she knew that she could help Naomi in a way that no one else could. I realize that I'm giving you a radical picture of what it means to love God and love our neighbors. Ruth would have been better served to return to her father's household to try to find another husband. Neither woman, Ruth or Naomi, had any standing without husband or children. And it seemed unlikely that a kinsman redeemer like Boaz would step forward to continue Naomi's line. It would have meant forsaking their own family name in order to continue Naomi's through Ruth. So to say that this is the extent to which God asks us to go to show our love for God and our love for our neighbor might make us a little uncomfortable. Ruth shows a level of self-denial many of us would have a hard time achieving. And though things did work out for Ruth, and she became the great-grandmother to King David himself, there was no guarantee that that would be the case. Ruth would have still been a shining example of hesed love, even if she were never able to marry, and only made sure that Ruth, that Naomi, was taken care of and fed for the rest of her life. This is the essence of what it means to love faithfully, to love without self-interest. And let me make just a little note. I collapse love of God and love of neighbor often into a single action. Loving our neighbor and loving God is Loving our neighbor. God, loving God is loving our neighbor. And I feel able to do this because in the o- other Gospels, when Jesus said, the second is like it, that means that the first and the second are the same law. Loving God is loving our neighbors. And because also in the first letter of John, it states, whoever does not love their brothers or sisters or siblings whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. These two commandments are inseparable in the mind of God, which is why Jesus always pairs them, just as other Jews of Jesus' time also paired them, and still do. And so one of the only ways we have to gauge whether we are loving God well, is to ask ourselves if we are loving our neighbors well. If we are doing one, we should see evidence of the other. So we have this example in Ruth of how to love our neighbors with the very love of God, God's own Hesed love, to love them so deeply and fully that their own well-being is set before our own. Whether we see it in Ruth, who left her land and country to go with her mother-in-law with ostensibly no hope for anything more than to take care of Naomi, Or if we see it in Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, who set aside his own family rights and inheritance to provide an heir for Naomi's family, or in Naomi herself, who knew God's laws providing for widows and made it possible for Ruth and Boaz to get together. When we all act in the interest of others, we find that we make a more just society a society where Naomi and Ruth as widows won't fall through the cracks, where God's abundance is shared abroad. Because I want us to think about this. Abundance means nothing if it's not shared. Abundance ceases to be abundance if it's held by only one person or a group of people. Abundance assumes an attitude of sharing, because abundance means nothing if it's all kept in a bank account somewhere and only accessed by certain people. That is no longer abundance. And so Jesus is calling us into God's abundance. Jesus himself was an example of God's abundant love. Jesus became a person in order to live with us, in order to directly share God's love, to break the power of death with overpowering love. But there are many examples throughout the Bible, throughout Christian history, and even in our own time. We know other biblical people like Ruth, other Christian saints who are like Ruth, our own family or friends who remind us what it means to live a life centered on love of God and love of neighbor. May we all grow more and more into the likeness of Christ who laid down his life in order to show us that love has the final say, not hate or death or any other power in heaven or earth. God is love, and love will always prevail. So let us love one another as we love our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen.